Hello, and welcome to Persuade You, the podcast where I, Stephen, recommend to you, the listener, stuff and things I think are worth your time in checking out. All right, so a couple things I wanted to knock out real quick. First, I actually just found out about this today. The season three of the Magic School Bus Rides Again is airing now. The first episode slash movie, I suppose, came out in August, but the next one is coming out on Tuesday, October 20th. So wherever you are, if you enjoy watching that, you can go to the IMDb page for The Magic School Bus Rides Again and check that out uh, and see what the episode is going to be about, who's going to be in it, what's all that good stuff. I have no idea if it's going to be like a movie because the last quote unquote episode was like a 40 something minute into space type of a thing. So I'm not sure if that's going to be similar to what, uh, what this next one is going to be, but I was actually FaceTiming with my daughter tonight and saw that. So just wanted to pass that on because I learned that. And so now, so do you. So that's the first thing. The second thing is thanks for listening. Uh, these, these episodes have done so well, and it makes me so happy to find out all of the things that you all are learning. I didn't think that I was going to have so much feedback when it came to listeners and hearing about these superheroes that they've never heard of before. It's really interesting because me being the uh, Omega nerd that I am, I've known about these heroes for, for a really long time, and I get to talk to fellow nerds about this kind of stuff, and so it's really cool to be able to kind of nerd out and then see all of you nerd out. It's really, it's really, really cool. The third thing kind of on that is I hope all of you guys got to see that Michael B. Jordan, aka the guy that played Killmonger in Black Panther, and then also in some other amazing movies, is going to be the producer of the Static Shock movie, which is fantastic. He already knows the Marvel side of things and how great their movies are and what their producers do, and so it's going to be really cool to see what he can do with Static Shock. I'm extremely excited for this movie and hopefully all of the milestone characters to be brought to live action. Um, my hope is, and I'm crossing my fingers, that we get to see something like Icon or, or Rocket make an appearance near the end or or have uh, some type of tie-in. Uh, that way we can, we can make this some type of franchise and it'll be really cool. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. So, <laughs> as you've seen by the title, this is one that has been getting a lot of attention these past few years, and rightfully so. He is one of the best Spider-Man and one of the best superheroes of all time, and it's nice to see him come into his own. Most, I think most prominently was in the Into the Spider-Verse movie, where so many people got to meet Miles for the very first time. Miles is a black and Puerto Rican kid, and so not only do we have a, a character that is mixed, which we don't see very often, if at all, in many comics, no matter if you're DC or Marvel. But we get to see this kid. He's a teenager when he gets his powers. And so again, we have this static shock Spider-Man comparison. And of course, like that's going to come up a lot of the time because it's exactly what Milestone set out to do. They wanted to have a Superman, a Batman, and a Spider-Man. This is the Spider-Man. Now, Miles Morales wasn't created until he didn't hit the limelight until about 2009-ish, I want to say. Somewhere around there, if I remember correctly, the, the writers 
saw that President Obama for America was elected, and they thought that we would be ready for this type of a character to appear. And he's done not as well as I think people think he's doing now. When Miles first came out, a lot of he was not met very well, mainly because of how his story initially went. It's not like Into the Spider-Verse, and I think that they've done a very good job of retelling his story in a more modern way. And I'm really hoping that the game that is coming out next month for the PlayStation 5 is going to do that same thing and pick up and run with it. PlayStation 5, come November, Miles Morales' Spider-Man is going to be one of the best-selling games of this generation, guarantee it. And I, for one, am super excited to not only get my hands on that console, but also on this game. This game already looks incredible. The soundtrack is amazing. But, I mean, we're not... I don't want to spend too much time talking about that game, but I think it's another another way you can draw comparisons to why having black superheroes and Latinx superheroes in the limelight and having these heroes be ones that people can look up to because it's not like, you know, having a, a Latinx character on the screen or on the page isn't just having someone come on and then speak a little Spanish and then, you know, walk away. There's got to be so much more because that almost comes off as pandering. You know, you, you want to have the like subtle reminders everywhere. And so like in the Spider-Man trailer for Miles Morales, we have like where he's living and the music that he's listening to. And then his buddy comes by. And then as they're leaving, you see like a Puerto Rican flag hanging off of the building. And it's like these subtle little things right there that make these characters so much more deep and they have more backstory than, you know, just who they are from an outward appearance. It's got to be everywhere. And that brings me to the music. The music for Into the Spider-Verse is probably one of the best soundtracks ever laid down. And God, it is such a shame that Juice World is, you know, gone because his vocals would be incredible for this game, not only for this game, but for the sequel to End of the Spider-Verse going on, which he was on the first soundtrack. So that sucks, but there are so many more talented musicians that I'm really hoping that they reach out to and are able to bring into this world because again, it's it's a world. It's not just one superhero. It's also the sidekicks and the little nuances that separate a white Superman from a mixed Superman. And we have this kid that is going through all of these changes, but what's more is that he's mixed on both sides. Not only is he, you know, black and Puerto Rican, and being mixed, as I've heard from many friends, is really hard growing up because you don't feel like you belong to either community. But then, you know, when you identify yourself, you you are. And so it can be really hard to identify yourself as belonging to one thing or another or both even and being accepted by one or the other. And so that can get pretty hard for anyone, but to have that conflict in the pages, but also you don't get to see it play out is extremely important. You want to have these characters have the problems that you have in the real world and that you can see how a superhero is going to deal with this and then you can take that into your own life. That's one of the reasons we look to superheroes as what they are. Miles doesn't want to be a hero when he first gets his powers, which is another thing that separates him from Peter. Peter basically gets his powers. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to be a superhero now. Cool. And like, yeah, sure. We 
have certain instances where he decides to do the wrestling thing and makes money from there. And then, you know, we have the murder of Uncle Ben. All right, sorry, spoilers for Peter Parker. But for Miles, his parents are fine. He has a loving mom and dad. He has everything he could possibly want. He's going to a fantastic school. Why does he need to be a superhero and jeopardize all of that when there's Peter in this world? There are now two Spider-Men in this world. What does he have to do? He didn't even care. Sure, he's got some faster reflexes and he can do some cool stuff, but I mean, all in all, he just wants to be a kid and being a teenage kid, for many of us, we kind of forget how stressful it is. And a lot of adults I've heard, you know, say, oh my God, those are the best years of your life. Not for many of us. Uh, I know that growing up with alopecia, school was not the best years of my life. Yeah, sure, I didn't have to like pay taxes or get a job or live on my own, stuff like that. But like the amount of stress and like social obligations and getting made fun of and bullied over and over again for me is enough for me to think, no. I mean, if I had to do it again, of course, I would do like tons of things differently and I would come out differently on the other end, probably. But like having to relive all of that awkwardness and going to school every single day and like eating lunch food and like that kind of stuff. No, like because we we look back on school as like these red tinted glasses, you know, we don't see them the way that they are. And Miles now has superpowers and is going to school like that's super hard to do. And thankfully, he has great friends that he can lean on and a great family that he can lean on. So why would he add more stress on top of being a teenager by going out and being a crime fighter? He doesn't. And so it doesn't set in and he doesn't become Miles Morales, like the Spider-Man, the ultimate Spider-Man, until Peter dies. In this universe, Peter eventually is killed by the Green Goblin. Some iterations, he's killed by somebody else, but it's not important. Peter dies. And this is the catalyst that makes Miles step up and become the Spider-Man because there's not one here now and he's got these powers. And so we see him wrestle with his problem of, I could have been there, I could have saved him, I could have done something because it was a year, he didn't do anything. And so yeah, there are a bunch of what ifs, but I don't know that I would have made a different decision if I was like 12 or 13 going through the same stuff. Dude, 12 or 13 and you're going up against like full-fledged strong superheroes like that's a big ask miles eventually steps up to the plate and does it so well unfortunately miles unlike many other heroes he doesn't have like kung fu background and he he doesn't know crime fighting he doesn't know what to do and he also can't web sling for like the first 13 issues miles doesn't know how to web sling at all and so it's just outwitting his opponents and being able to use his venom strike and using his strength and so that's what he does until eventually spider woman catches him and she's like hey look no you can't dress like peter and run around looking like a spider-man you can't do that and then he ends up meeting nick fury and nick fury's like hey bud look i know everything about you and miles is like wait what and nick fury's like no 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 yeah no seriously i know everything about you hey look here here here's a better suit go use this also hey uh go go see uh go see ma she's gonna hook you up with some webbing and that's what he does and if you remember into the spider-verse that's a very similar to what happens in the movie in the movie he has to wrestle with these ideas of like stepping up and when he's ready you know and then he goes and gets his web shooters it's really really cool 
tool to to see a completely different take on a superhero that is that means so much and that has been thrust into the limelight so recently and welcomed and cherished and sought for in so much. Uh, in fact, we have the Spider-Man 3 movie coming out, which is a team up between Marvel and Sony where they're going to bring Tom Holland in and the current rumor, I don't know if it's been totally confirmed yet, is to have the two previous Spider-Men join Tom Holland on screen. And so my wish is that I'm really hoping that they, they're being really sneaky and they've hired someone to be the Miles Morales for this universe or there's going to be a tease at the end as a post-credit. I think that would be really cool. I think Into the Spider-Verse opened so many doors for both Sony and Marvel as, hey, this worked and fans loved this and it's still being asked for and more constantly and so what I'm hoping is that they're going to lean into the Spider-Verse much like they did. They're going to bring in more. I'm hoping for like a 2099 Spider-Man. We will get to him in a later video or like a Spider-Gwen or a Silk. You know, bring all of these characters into the forefront. We're ready. We're just everybody's, you know, craving for content right now, especially now in the midst of a pandemic. I think there's a lot of aching for more superheroes and more movies and all of these great things. Miles is one of the best characters around because he's so different than Peter and many of the other Spider-Men. He has a venom strike. He has electricity that he can use to shock people. In one of the issues, Miles is captured by Hydra and they start doing experiments on him and then they try and harness his abilities and he just like Thor electric shocks everybody breaks the machines and just takes off. It is one of the coolest moments because it borders on, you know, just like an electrical storm that you get to see in the small confined space. And that is amazing. But also he can camouflage. He can basically go invisible whenever he wants. And he could just sneak around and do tons of stuff. And again, like this is going to be another great, a, another great thing when it comes to the video game, because it's going to add all of these complexities to the gameplay that none of us thought possible. Now imagine that in a movie or in a comic book where you don't have to worry about the player and you can just do whatever you want. Miles doesn't even swing the same way that Peter does. When Peter swings, he's kind of, he's, I don't want to say loose, but when he swings, it's, <laughs> he shoots out his webbing and then he just swings feet first and he jumps, he leaps, he swings again. Miles, Miles, dude has some flair. So when he swings, he's doing like spins and flips and he's like diving closer to the ground. He just seems more at ease and having more fun because he's newer to all of this. Peter's been doing this for a while and so he's trying to get to the place as fast as he possibly can, whereas Miles is still in the early stages. He's still having so much fun and swinging around and doing all of these things. I think that's really cool. There's another issue recently that came out, which I bought for my daughter, which if you have like young adult type kids and you're looking for those type of graphic novels type stuff, recently there's one called Avengers Academy. And I thought that this was really cool. I'm going to link a another podcast called Women of Marvel, and it's hosted by women that work for Marvel. And they interview tons of people about the the female characters in the Marvel universe. And I think this is really cool because now we're not talking about a female character, but the author of Avengers Academy is a female and the characters are Miles, Squirrel Girl, and Miss Marvel. And in short, what ends up happening is they are all brand new to their powers. And so they end up messing up somehow and they do some damage or they wreck something or they do something that may have gotten somebody hurt. And so they have to go to this academy, which is held and taught by superheroes, which is really cool. I think the vice principal is Quicksilver, which is amazing. And so you have... <laughs> 
<laughs> so you have these young heroes being taught by these older heroes, these veterans. I mean, you have people like Hank Pym, who is Ant-Man, who is also a thief, who comes in and you're you're getting taught by like him, like, hey, look, this is what I've learned over the years. And so you also get to see like text message conversations and it's told from a funny and witty and charming point of view, but for kids and young adults. I bought it for my daughter and she's had fun with it. And so if a five-year-old can enjoy it and a 30-year-old can enjoy it, well then everybody in between can enjoy it, I assume. I think that's a great recommendation for you guys. I think Miles is one of the best characters you can get invested in. I wholeheartedly think that if you have no idea what Into the Spider-Verse is, by all means, go listen to the episode that I have on Into the Spider-Verse. Of course, it'll be linked below. That is one of the greatest movies that has ever come out, especially when it comes to like the animation style and the music and the characters and the voice actors and actresses. There's also a video called Cinema Wins about everything great about Into the Spider-Verse, and that goes way more in depth than I think I ever could. I think that it's definitely worth a watch. I think if you don't understand the hype and you don't understand how important this is, I would say reach out to friends or family because Miles signifies a shift in Hollywood and in comics where we as a nation are thriving and aching for diverse characters, for inclusivity, for characters that look, talk, feel, act, walk, are from places like where we're from. And Miles is that character. He's so like down to earth. He's so, he just gets it. And I think the the writers knew exactly what they were doing when they when they created him. And all of the adventures that he goes on from the Into the Spider-Verse series, which you can read on top of Watch, to one of my favorite fun facts that if you haven't made it this far, you will have no idea. All right, you ready? This is my favorite fun fact. And nobody knows that this is going to happen because it happened already in the comics. Miles, down the road, is going to help Gwen... Spider-Gwen with her own problems in her own universe. And then, a little bit down the road, they start dating, and then they get married, and then they have kids. But here's, here's the cool part. Those kids are born with spider powers. It's a mix of both of theirs in the kids. So the kids didn't need to get bit by anything because if you think about what the spiders did, the spiders changed both of their DNA and thus it would change their gametes. And so when you when you think about that, it of course makes sense that their kids would have spider powers. Now, what kind of powers do they have and what kind of shenanigans is that going to cause? That is something you will have to read and you will have to look into and hopefully we will get to see in the cinematic universe down the road. I think that is so cool because in a rate <laughs> I think that's so cool because interracial relationships are still very frowned upon in so many communities and like why dude it doesn't matter and like in a cinematic or in a in a comic book universe like that again is something so cool that happens in real life all the time but so many times when it comes to black characters, it's like, oh, they can only hook up with black people because I don't know. I don't want to see them with others. It's just like, well, it's no, that doesn't matter. That's not what happens. So getting to see this is so freaking cool that it's just like you, you want your comics and you want your characters to make sense. You want this to reflect real life. So why would you change it? I mean, that's why we had in, you know, I talked about this, I think like last week when, or uh, a few weeks ago when I was talking about Green Lantern, you know, Jon Stewart, he ends up getting together with Hot Girl. Like, again, that is so, so amazing and cool to get to see on screen, like 
on the TV. And so getting to see Miles and Gwen get together, you know, we had to see that in Into the Spider-Verse, you know, they were just kind of cutie little kids, but like they're going to grow up and it's going to be really cool to see how Sony decides to handle that relationship. And of course, we're also going to have a female spinoff. So who knows? Maybe we'll get some more representation down the line. But I think that Miles is hands down one of my favorite characters. I think his suit alone is the best looking spider character we have. I think maybe it's kind of like a Batman effect. I think that the the red and blue is cute and stuff and it's symbolic and it's it's you know timeless but I think there's something man there's something about a black suit man it just looks so cool and especially for Miles you know swinging around black blends into a lot of stuff and not that he needs to care obviously he can just blend in whenever he wants and just go invisible but these are the kinds of things that I love doing. I will have tons of links in the show notes. If you have any questions comments concerns please read out to me. Next week, we're going to be going over a pretty, pretty dope character that has also been thrust into the limelight, but you may not know a lot about her. And so that's going to do it for this week. And I'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye. Hello, welcome to the end of the show. What you're about to hear is my daughter reading a book. It's a very short section, but she was really proud of it, and she asked if I could put it in the podcast for her. So after taking a video, ripping the audio out, normalizing the loudness, and uh, boosting her volume a little bit, which taught me a few new tricks, here she is. I see fruit. I see a yellow pineapple. I see a green apple. I see a red strawberry. I see a brown banana. Now here record that as a podcast.